0: you are responsible for your orgasms, not the other people say, Oh, they're no good in bed, they they don't know what I want, they can't quite get it right. You have to learn what turns you on, what works for you, and then take it into your relationship.
1: Hi, I'm Vishen Lakiani, founder of Mind Valley, the school for human transformation. You're listening to the Mind Valley podcast where we'll be bringing you the greatest teachers and thought leaders on the planet to discuss the world's most powerful ideas and personal growth for mind, body, spirit, and work.
0: I was talking with Esther Perel and she said something amazing. She said, there are two types of people, those who are alive, and those who aren't dead. And I thought that was very clever, and I I would never steal that because she said it. But orgasms make you alive. They are life-giving. And nature's given women lots of advantages over men, but definitely multiple orgasms are one of them. But why should we have orgasms? What is so important? Well, first of all, orgasms slow down aging powerfully. They can actually make you younger. Why would that be? Well, the animal kingdom, they only mate to procreate. They they don't really mate for pleasure. We all know that animals come on heat, and if you have a cat, or they, all these other cats turn up and they start wailing because animals only mate to procreate. They go on heat once a year, <laughs> and that's when they do it. The rest of the time, they're not interested. If a lion traps a lioness and she's not on heat, they don't even mate. They just leave. If they have cubs, they will actually kill them to bring her into heat because they don't mate unless they can make offspring. And we have a primitive brain. You know, we think we're so evolved and so modern, but we're not really. We've got a very primitive brain that has a belief. You're having sex, you must be going to make a baby. Doesn't matter if you're 50 or 60, you're clearly doing this to make a baby. So if you're going to make a baby, I need to keep you young and healthy. And so every time you orgasm, you make something called NK natural killer cells. They fight cancer. They fight aging. They keep you young because your primitive brain's like you're making a baby. Well, you're going to get out of bed. To look after that baby. So the more you have sex as you age, the more you will fight aging, fight depression, fight illness. So there's many reasons we should have orgasms. So I list them. If you want to be younger, a lot of my clients say, Oh, you know, I'm, I i can not have, don't have time for sex. Well, you know, what do you do? Well, I'm getting ready and I'm patting all the little oils. I'm doing my primer and my serum and my creams. So, no, just go and have an orgasm. That will actually slow down aging. Your 16 layers of skin, that serum's not going anywhere. But an orgasm, get into bed and have an orgasm. Even if it's with yourself, it's quicker than putting all those primers on. It's way cheaper and it penetrates way better than those primers. They don't really, you know, you have 16 layers of skin, there's no way you can get to those 16 layers. But orgasms slow down aging for a very good reason. Nature believes you're making a baby and it wants you to be young and fit to look after that baby. It fights cancer. I was a patron for a long time of a breast cancer charity to go to all these events. And I'd say to all the doctors, do you tell women that orgasm fights cancer? They said, no, but you can. Why don't you tell us? So i tell all of them. You know, and it's also great pain control. When you're in pain, you've got a headache. I know someone says, I can't have sex, I've got a headache. It's like, no, if you have sex, you won't have a headache. If I've had a headache, I to my husband, I've got a headache, come over here, because it's the best pain control you can have. It, it has so many great things. So it fights aging, fights cancer, and many, many other illnesses. It's a natural painkiller. You create oxytocin, which is a powerful bonding hormone. So it's an interesting thing that men believe they need to have sex to be connected and to be intimate. Women believe they need intimacy to have sex But I've had many male clients who say, no, I was seeing this person. I wasn't really into them at the sex. Oh my God. But then I suddenly formed a bond with them because we were having so much sex. So we, nature has all these strange disconnects. Men need sex to be intimate. Women need intimacy to have sex. Not all women, not all men. There's always some people who go, no, I'm not like that at all. But it's incredibly bonding. And so there are so many reasons that you should have orgasms. And they aren't all because, well, I'm with someone and they expect it. But it is a great truth that if you can keep your sexual desire going and keep having orgasms, it will do so much for you. And, of course, in a relationship, it's the one thing you do that's really special. Sex changes your brain chemistry and it bonds you to someone powerfully. So why are we not having all these amazing orgasms? You know, what's going on? Apparently, we now have less sex than our grandmothers. Isn't that amazing? It's true. Women are going to have IVF because they don't have time for sex. I'm like, what do you mean? You're getting in a car, driving to a clinic, lying in a bed, and so someone's injecting stuff into you, and then you go, because you haven't got time to have sex? And no disrespect to the guys here, but the average man takes four and a half minutes. So it's like... How can you not have four and a half minutes or 20 minutes? But we are actually having less and less sex. And a lot of that is because we believe we're too busy. We've got so much going on. We've got all these lists to do. And sex becomes, oh, it's another thing. i just, I'll leave that until later. I think also for women, nature, the, the media has done a terrible job for women. And every year we have a new body part to hate. First of all, we had to have the thigh gap. Which men hate that. Men love thighs that rub together. One of my dearest friends said to me, you know, when I met my wife, he said she was walking down the store, her thighs rubbed together. He said she stole a bar of candy. I thought, that's a woman for me. And he said, I was obsessed with her. I went and I said, I saw that. She went, don't tell anyone. I thought, isn't that funny that you'd never think, wow, she was shoplifting and her thighs rubbed together. (laughs) And he thought that was the sexiest thing he had ever seen in his life. They're still together 35 years later. Because he just loved her in sequence. And then another of my friends said, I saw my wife in the gym and, and she had, she was sweating all down her crutch, all down her legs. He said it was so hot. She was sweating in her armpits. He said, and I, just, I just had to meet that girl. Someone else said my wife had a tattoo on her ankle. I thought, that's a girl that can take pain. I really want to get to know her. Not because he wanted to have painful sex, but... It told him something, that she was strong, that she was tough, that she wasn't a wimp. But now we have all these things. We have the thigh gap. We have the bikini bridge. You know what that is? It's where your hip bones have to stick out so much. When you wear a bikini... There's a little bridge here because you've got to have a concave stomach. And then we have, of course, design of vaginas, people are having their labia snipped off, the place that's got all the great nerve endings and people are having that cut off because they want to look like a eight-year-old girl. We have like butt waxing and it's like, wow, unless someone is down there with a torch. I mean, why bother? I mean, who's gonna see that stuff? And yet we're so preoccupied with being Perfect. Uh, my grandmother had no idea what a design of vagina was. She hadn't known it was brilliant, really Brazilian. They just lifted up their ninety and had more sex than we have. But we're so busy doing all these things to be perfect, and then we get disappointed with our bodies. Oh, I don't have a design of vagina. I'm not like I haven't had everything re- ripped off and waxed off, and I haven't got a thigh gap. And we're so concerned what we look like in bed that we've forgotten that nobody cares. Nobody cares what shape your pubes are, if you've had them dyed or cut into a heart shape. Nobody cares about any of that. They care in bed about someone who's warm and enthusiastic. And I see a lot of men too also having butt bleaching and waxing and and getting so worried about what they look like. It's like, close your eyes, turn off the lights. People want a warm, responsive body. But it's a terrible shame for women especially that we are now obsessed with the body we're presenting. And yet I've met many, many clients who left their model partner for someone normal. And I meet many models who say men are intimidated by me. When I take off my clothes, they start to intimidate me and belittle me and put me down because I'm so perfect. And then they spend our entire relationship worrying that I'm cheating, looking at my phone and normal women don't have to go through that. So that's actually a very good thing. So we're not having enough sex because we don't feel desirable enough or attractive enough. And yet desire begins in the mind. I've been a therapist my entire life. And I've never stopped being amazed when people come and say, oh my God, my girlfriend is the hottest thing in the world. She's so hot. And I'm so jealous. And and eventually he sends her along for a session and this ordinary little thing turns up and she says, oh, I bet he's told you that I'm some kind of goddess. It's just so embarrassing. He tells everyone and they look at me and I can see their disappointment. And then I have women who go, oh my God, my husband, my boyfriend is so sexy. A little fat, bored guy turns up. But they believe that that's true. And I love that because sexual attraction begins in the mind, but so does the power to orgasm sexiest organ you have is your brain. It's where all the chemicals that make an orgasm begin take place. It's where everything that makes you fertile takes place. And it's very important to understand that you have lots of sexual organs, your breasts, your stomach, your butt, your vagina, your penis, but actually this is the sexiest part. And when you get that, then you can get something else too. You are responsible for your orgasms, not the other people say, oh, they're no good in bed. They they don't know what I want. They can't quite get it right. You're not dating a psychic. Well, you might be. You're dating (laughs) Marie Diamond. But most of us aren't dating a clairvoyant. And unless you can say to someone, I like that, don't like that, that's amazing, that's not my thing, it's very hard for people to know how to please you. You have to learn what turns you on, what works for you and then take it into your relationship and Here's one of the biggest problems, though. When you find... We want to find love. I want to find love. I want to find someone who finishes my senses, knows when I'm having my period, even knows when I'm a little hungry and has a little snack, does everything for me. That's what I want. I want a psychic partner who can read my mind, read my moods, my best friend, my companion, my therapist. They've got a whole list. They're going to be gorgeous, handsome, rich, funny, kind, great parent, do the housework, read my mind, know exactly what I want for my birthday and always do that. And you won't find that in 10 people. It just doesn't happen. But we have incredibly high expectations and we believe the right person knows exactly what to do in bed. And when they don't, we go, oh no, that's not going to work. They're just not right. But you have to tell them. But even if you find someone who is, oh my God, The heavens move and the earth moves and it's all amazing. Here's the biggest problem that happens in a relationship that lasts. It can be hard to hear, but eroticism is the enemy of intimacy. And intimacy is the enemy of eroticism. You make natural killer cells when you orgasm. You make oxytocin very bonding. Actually, this is only for people who can have safe sex. Semen contains prostaglandin. It's a natural antidepressant for women to absorb semen, and men too. We're going to cover all relationships here. Prostaglandin is nature's most powerful antidepressant, and you absorb it through semen. Obviously, you can't do that with hookups, but if you're with someone, regular sex is a powerful antidepressant. It does all of these things. So this is what erotic sex needs. It needs drama. It needs mystery. It needs suspense. It needs eroticism. It needs edginess. It needs naughtiness. What great sex needs, I say it again, is drama mystery, suspense, eroticism. One of my clients said, my husband wears pajamas. When we are going to have sex? He comes out of the bathroom with just the top on, no bottoms. It's the most unsexy thing you could ever imagine. It's like, oh, we're going to have sex now because he's left the bottoms off. It's like, what the fuck? I mean, is that romantic? Is that sexy? It's not sexy. I just wish he'd either come out completely naked or take them off. Another of my clients said, we have sex every Saturday morning, and then we go grocery shopping. So boring, so predictable. <laughs> and we always do it the same way. My, my partner's got a routine, and you've got to mix it up. So when you go to a hotel, it's all different, isn't it? You're more likely to have sex. But when you have intimacy, relationships give you intimacy, Respect, safety, security, the very things that erotic sex doesn't want. I don't want safety, the same thing. I want to be tied up or run a, pretend I'm a pilot and you're a stewardess or I just met you. So there's a bridge that will join erotic sex with intimate love. And the bridge is called fantasy. And people say, oh, I don't want to do that. I was a sex columnist for Cosmopolitan for many, many people writing and go, oh, I'm so bored with my husband... He's a lovely guy, but, you know, the sex is so... I know exactly what he's going to do, when he's going to do it, every move he's going to make. And they'd say the same thing. I love my wife, but I just don't really feel interested. Why? He's so predictable. So how can you make what's predictable unpredictable? There are many ways, but the fastest way is to use fantasy. People say, oh, I don't want to do that. It's disrespectful. Do you really think your partner cares if you're having multiple orgasms and you're super responsive that it's disrespectful? They don't know anyway. And it isn't like, okay, I'll get into bed with you, but I'm going to pretend you're Brad Pitt or George Clooney or, I don't know, someone. You don't have to tell them. But if you did, they probably wouldn't mind if you said, hey, could you pretend to be somebody else? And... <laughs> The way to do it is to say, hey, you know, what could I do for you? What, what's your fantasy? What, what would really turn you on? One of my clients said, you know, my husband was ill and I got a little rubber nurse's outfit and I put it on. I would he didn't even look at me. I said, but he was sick. You know, that probably wasn't the smartest time. I couldn't get this freaking rubber thing off either. He was ill and he had to try and peel it off. He ended up cutting it off and it was not very erotic. But that probably wasn't his thing. A little rubber maid's outfit, a little rubber nurse's outfit. So the first thing is you have to say to someone, not, hey, this is what I need, but what would excite you? What would you love? What would thrill you? Because in a relationship, we want to please our partner. And I promise you, your partner wants to please you but unless you tell them, I would love it if you would do this. You know, after Fifty Shades of Grey, which was a terrible book, but people began to think, oh, I'd like to do that. I think I'd like to be tied up or blindfolded. Gave people permission to know it. it's been a bestseller for years because it gave them permission to do something that was disrespectful. I was on a boat with my husband going around the Greek islands last year, and this girl was saying, you know, I really want my husband to spank me, so I can't do that. It will hurt. She said, no, I want it. She said, no, no, I couldn't possibly do it. disrespect. She said, I want to be disrespected. I want that. Don't you get it? He said, no, I feel like I'm going to hurt you. She goes, but I want that. He said, no, I couldn't possibly do it. And he sort of missed the point. She wasn't asking him to beat her up. She was asking him to have a little bit of play that she found exciting, and he couldn't get it. So here's the thing that makes any relationship last. There are three things you need. One is best friend chemistry. That's really important. But the second is sexual chemistry. That's the glue that will keep you together when you're sick, when your kids are sick, as long as you keep that sexual chemistry. Of course, you can have times off. You just had a baby. Your partner's just had COVID. It's not constant, but best friend chemistry and sexual chemistry are not One or the other will say, oh, no, we're best friends. We do everything together. We don't have sex, but, you know, we're like brother and sister. Well, that's really bad. Or they go, oh, my God, the sex is amazing. I don't actually really like them very much, but the sex is so good that I can't leave. And you can have both. You can have best friend chemistry. It doesn't mean you go to the nail bar together and watch everything together. It means they are your best friend. If you're going to a desert island, they're coming with you. My husband is very much my best friend, but we don't do everything together. I have stuff I would never do with him, like going shopping or going to have my nails. I don't say, oh, come with me and sit in the chair and talk to me, because that would bore him out of his mind. Plus, he likes to go to the Amazon store and spend hours in there. I go to my little nail bar, and then we meet afterwards. So, best friend chemistry is not doing everything together, but you've got to have best friend chemistry. You've got to have sexual chemistry, which is very, very easy to get. And you've got to have the third thing, which is called respect and admire that person. And if you respect and admire them, you should be willing to hear their fantasies. I mean, obviously you say, well, I, I don't want to do that. That's not my thing. I hate the idea. That's fine. But respect someone enough to at least say, okay, tell me what you want. One of my clients said, I want my wife to wear boat shoes. Isn't that the weirdest thing? He said, I find that such boat shoes. Yeah, that's what I want. I find them very sexy and erotic. She said, he's out of his mind. I mean, they're hideous, they're ugly. Well, he likes them. So respect him enough to put them on. I mean, is that a hardship, putting them on in the... You might feel a bit silly, but if you're going to have amazing sex and look younger, fight depression, fight aging... What's the big deal with the boat shoes? Just take them off afterwards. So if you respect and admire someone, then you should respect them enough to try something as long as it's safe and not painful and not horrible. You should at least say, well, I'll try. I feel like an idiot, but I'll try it once. And so the very smart way is to find out what your partner likes. When they tell you, don't go, oh, my God, that's so pathetic, or burst out laughing, go, are you kidding me? Just go, oh, okay, that's interesting, yeah, really, tell me more. Because when you you allow them to share their fantasy, you can share yours. And again, fantasy is the bridge that gives you erotic sex and intimacy all the time. It gets to be something you do together. But people are so scared of fantasy in case they feel like they're being unfaithful. They feel like they're not really caring. But it's actually a really powerful thing to share together. I met Missy and John Butcher They've been married for nearly 40 years, and and they're very honest. They go to clubs in Paris, Missy dresses up, and John shows you pictures of this, and they call it the X Factor, and they don't hide that. They're very honest about, hey, we're together, we've got four children, we've got a business, but we prioritize our sex life. We take little stuff on holiday with us. We have a little sex um bag with all our things, and we make that a priority, And in making it a priority, they said, we do it for each other. So they obviously are doing something very right. And I've got many clients who've been married or together for 30 to 40 years. And I always ask them, hey, how is this working? One of my dearest friends, she's a powerhouse in television. Her husband's been an out-of-work actor for, gosh, 30 years and he says, he's, he's my silverback gorilla. You know, I, I love him. I respect him. We have the most amazing sex. He really is a silverback gorilla. And even though I'm the powerhouse, so when I come home... I let him take control. And I was actually talk, interviewing John Gray last year, and he told me something interesting. He said, you know, powerful women need fantasies more because they can't let go. They go to the boardroom and they're in charge. And when they come home, they actually need that. They actually require it because it allows them to be someone else to surrender, not to be a surrendered wife. I don't agree with that at all. But we're so busy thinking, oh, well, I've got to be respected, and I've got to be in control, and everything's got to be just so. And I love the fact that he would researched that, and so had I, that when you're a powerful woman, sometimes it's it's quite fun not to be powerful in the bedroom. I remember Tony Robbins' wife saying, no, I like to be slammed up against the wall by Tony and I like him to, I think most of us like to be slammed up against the wall by Tony. But I love the fact that she was very honest about. her. She didn't say, oh, he has to respect. She goes, no, no, when he comes home, we have little things that we do. And so how many of you can see that that's really important? You see, the only therapy that works for you in changing your actions and your behaviors is therapy that changes your neural circuits, if you do something that changes your neural pathways, you'll keep the change, which is why in just a few minutes I'm going to hypnotize you all to have powerful orgasms. I mean, Men really can't have multiple orgasms. Even men that stay hard, some of them do, can't have multiple orgasms. However, they have the joy of sharing your orgasm. So when you're with someone and you orgasm, Usually the woman does that first, obviously. Then the man does it. Then you get to have two orgasms anyway. So it's very important to understand that women can have a lot of orgasms. But if you're in a heterosexual relationship, you can share that. If you're gay and you're a woman, then you can both have off the chart orgasms. It gets a bit exhausting after a while. And if you're a gay guy, you can only have one each. But it's okay because you still get to share it. Belief is when you go through the menopause, everything dries up. You're not fertile anymore, so you lose your attraction. But who said that? You know, do you think um Michelle Pfeiffer is not sexy? Some of the hottest women in the world are in their late 50s and 60s. But when you have a belief, you start to turn into that belief. Like when I was pregnant, I said, oh, you get really fat. Your time is not your own. It's exhausting. Actually, my cameraman just said, oh, you know, it's exhausting having a baby. It's like, but it isn't. It's only is if you believe it. A lot of people go through the menopause and say, It's actually, I feel more sex. I don't have to worry about getting pregnant ever again. There are no kids in the house. It's so sensual. We have longer sex, nicer sex, more erotic sex. We can do it any time we like. And I'm not worried anymore about, oh, God, I'm going to get pregnant or I've got to get up and go to work, so you need to stop now, so you have to question your belief. Why do you believe that the menopause has stopped you having erotic sex? Why do you believe that you're not sensual anymore once you've had the menopause? Because unfortunately, or fortunately, we make our beliefs and then our beliefs turn around and make us... And we have something called confirmation bias. We start looking for proof. And it isn't true, but it, it's a belief. It's like being told you don't want to have sex when you have a baby. You don't want to have sex when you're on your period. All these things are true if you want them to be or not true. So you can have sex in the menopause. You might find that it's the symptoms of the menopause, the tiredness, the night sweats that put you off. But when you've come through the other end of that and you're free and un- uninhibited, you can have... Masses of sex because you still feel desire, your partner probably still does. This means so many women over 45 and 50 who are massively sexy and have lots of sex. And of course, if you have lots of sex after the menopause, it will make you look younger, feel younger, act younger, which makes you more sexy. So it's absolutely a win win. And you just got to not believe those beliefs because they are not true. So, of course, when when men say, I can't get it up, I can't satisfy my wife, I have premature ejaculation, when women say, I just can't orgasm, it just doesn't happen, you're actually making that real. You make your beliefs and your beliefs make you. And when you decide in your head that you are super orgasmic to the touch, You will become super orgasmic to touch. When you believe that you can have massive extended orgasms, clitoral orgasms, vaginal orgasms, G spot orgasms, when you believe that you can have multiple orgasms, if the mind says yes, the body says yes. When the body, when the mind says no, the body follows because the mind comes first. Here's how it works. Thoughts come before everything. First, you have a thought. A belief is nothing more than a thought you think all the time. So you have a thought or a belief. And that thought affects your feelings. And that, in turn, affects your actions and your behaviors. When you think a thought, I can't orgasm, something wrong with me, I'm not like other people. When you think that thought, which becomes a belief, it affects your feelings, your actions, your behaviors. When you think... I'm so orgasmic. I'm super orgasmic. I have multiple orgasms, massive extended orgasms. My body is so, I have little electric shocks when the right person touches me or I touch myself. When you tell your body that, it will react because your mind responds to your thoughts, they come first. And that's both good and bad. The mind doesn't care if what you tell it is true or false, good or bad, useful or it lets it in. But what do you think happens when you tell yourself you are super orgasmic, that your body is super responsive to touch, that your mind is so flooded with eroticism that you have the most amazing, massive, extended orgasms and they make your skin glow and you look amazing, It makes your metabolic rate better. Even the microbiomes in your gut respond better when you're having an orgasm because orgasms are all about life, extending life, experiencing life, living life, procreating. So you must be a young, hot thing trying to make children. So when you're telling yourself you're super orgasmic, you're switching on an incredible life force. By the way, in the Torah and in the Quran, it is a crime not to give your wife an orgasm. Did you know that? Not because they think, oh, women need orgasms, very important. It's because when a woman when a woman orgasms, her cervix tilts to suck up sperm. She's much more likely to get pregnant if she orgasms. But if a woman has sex with a new person or a strange person, even if it's just in her head and she's getting on with some fantasy person, cervix tilts to suck up sperm sperm when a man has sex with a stranger real or imagined they triple their sperm outtake and in fact one of the reasons I got into the power of orgasms is because I worked a lot with infertile women who said my husband's only got 50 million sperm well how many do you need we're supposed to have 500 million well actually you only need one really and here's the confusing thing. We're told your husband doesn't have enough sperm, so you've got 25 million. One of my clients was ready to call off her wedding because I did not have enough sperm. I said, but you know, you must have heard that thing at school where they go, you know, you can't do any heavy petting because one little sperm can leak out, even with the intercourse, and swim up there and make you pregnant. That happens apparently a lot. But how does that make sense? One sperm can swim up there, but i got to have IVF because my partner's only got 50 million sperm. And so I was explaining to her the fantasy. Look, if you can just get into fantasy, your husband will triple his sperm intake. He'll have 150 million, and your cervix will tilt. And she says, what shall I do? I said, what do you want to do? She said, oh, I've got some ideas. Anyway, she said, you know, it was such fun. We still do it. I got pregnant like a teenager immediately. But long after we've had the baby, we still use this fantasy. Now she's got three children. And so I, I was really came at this from working with infertile women or infertile men and getting their sperm to triple and her cervix to tilt by using fantasy. And they'd come out saying, no, it was amazing. And one of my clients said, you know, if I'd only known that I didn't have to speak to Michelle, all I had to do was come in and pretend I was a pilot. And she was a stewardess in the galley, and we couldn't even speak because that was, well, they said well, was amazing. We're having the best sex of our lives now. And I didn't know that talking might spoil it, unless I could do the accent. So we do it all silently. It's very exciting. So... We'll start the hypnosis in just a minute. And if you really are anti-fantasy, it's okay. You don't have to do it. But you have to understand that you are responsible for your orgasms. It's up to you to get the most erotic part of your body, your mind, to really believe that you're super responsive and you want to change those neural circuits, neural pathways. We have neural pathways and and they love newness. You know, it isn't just about sex. When you get older, neurobics means doing something different. If you're getting older and you clean your teeth like that, if you balance on one leg, in fact, how long you can hold this for is a real indicator of how you're going to age because it makes the brain work. I paddleboard almost every day Because the balancing is so good for the brain. Our brain loves newness. When you're getting older, if you do the crossword and you start to do it on an iPad and then a computer, then your phone, then back to the paper. If you reach for your phone always with the other hand, if you clean your teeth with the other hand, newness, neurobics makes your brain young. We know that because university professors have the same neurons as a 35-year-old when they're 90. And we can see people like Tishan and Rubenstein and, and... composers and artists like Freud, Lucian Freud, who were very young in their late 80s and 90s because they were always doing something new. The neurons in your brain love newness, but they also love that in the bedroom. That's another good reason for fantasy because the same old, same old doesn't fire up those neurons. So you will slow down aging by using aerobics, but you'll keep your sex life active by doing something new, doing something different. It's really, really important. So when we start the hypnosis, I'm not going to tell you to have fantasies or bring a fantasy into your relationship unless you want to. But even if you're by yourself, and by the way, DIY orgasms are just as good as having them with someone else it's the, it's the body's ability to climax and respond and have those deep rhythmic orgasms even if you're alone, even if you've got a little sex toy in the bedroom, that's a great thing they're, they're amazing, there's something new actually, I haven't I've one of my friends, are about it called, um, it's got a horrible name it's called Tracy's Dog, who's heard about that apparently in England people are going wild for this thing Um if you want to have great orgasms, go ahead and buy Tracy's Dog it's got an E in it um, because years ago men used to invent sex toys. I know um, Jacqueline Gold very well, who invented the rabbit. Did women such a great service? Because one of the reasons women can't orgasm is is a flaw in nature. The clitoris is too far away. So when you're having um, penetrative sex, it doesn't get stimulated enough. But there's lots of things you can do. There's oils and creams and stimulants, and of course again the ability in the mind to fantasize. But, you know, it's very hard. Only 18% of women can actually orgasm with penetrative sex because the clitoris doesn't get enough stimulation. So it's very important, the fact that men can do it in four and a half minutes, but many women need 20 minutes. And so you need foreplay. And again, you need the confidence to say, I I need this first. Slow down, not yet. We're going to do this first. And so... It also comes back to do you have the confidence to ask for what you want, to find out what you want, to when you're having sex with yourself, you're teaching your body how to respond. A lot of people don't like sex aids, especially men. It's like, well, how can I compete with that thing? Look, the ears are doing that and it's going on for hours and I just feel inadequate now. It's like, no, it's teaching your partner how to respond. So if you feel that you're not sexually very responsive and you like to be, do not be afraid of Googling sex aid. You can buy them. Or my friend's got a great sex job and it's called Please Yourself. Isn't that a great name? Please Yourself. And since women start to design these things and not men, women are beginning to realize, oh, it's just a question of more stimulation and understanding what I like and using my mind. And, And we can all do that. So Let's go straight into the hypnosis. Who has never been hypnotized before? It's perfectly okay. It's not going to send you to sleep. It's going to wake you up. It's definitely going to wake up your body. So hypnosis is not about going to sleep. You're not going to fall in love with a fire hydrant to start clucking like a chicken. And it's really all about the position of your eyes. So when you look up like that, keep your eyeballs up and close the eyelids down. You go into a different brainwave. If ever you've got children, you notice they're about to sleep, they kind of do that. oh, thank God, they're going to sleep now. So I'm just going to practice it with you first to see that you can do this. I all want you to simply look up. Imagine you're trying to look into your very own eyebrows. Look up. Keep your eyeballs up. And keeping your eyeballs up, just close your eyelids down. And if you can do that and feel that REM, rapid, which you only get when you're dreaming or going into hypnosis, if you can do that, you can't stop yourself being hypnotized. And open your eyes again. It's very important that you don't cross your legs and you don't do that. I want you to be in a very open receiving position because after all, that's where we go to have our walk as we're open and we're receptive. So can uncross your legs and keep your hands apart. That's really helpful. So make yourself comfortable. And all I want you to do is look up as high as you possibly can, as if you're looking into your very own eyebrows. Keep your eyes open. Fix your eyes at a real or imagined spot overhead. Breathe in, breathe out. And keeping your eyes riveted to that spot. Every time you blink, deep, powerful hypnosis is coming upon you. Breathe in, breathe out. And just one more time, breathe in, keep your eyeballs up, keeping your eyeballs up. The more you blink, the deeper and faster you're going into hypnosis. As you exhale, just close your eyelids right down, all the way down as your eyelids shut down. The muscles and nerves in and around your eyes are becoming heavy, becoming droopy becoming drowsy. Forget all about your eyes. In fact, forget too about the position of your eyeballs. Drop your chin so you have a looking down sensation, the same feeling you might get as you look over a balcony or down a flight of stairs. You are looking down 10 steps. Right now, you're moving on to step 10. As each muscle Every nerve turns loose, lets loose, and you go deeper. You're taking step nine. As you gently, calmly, easily move on over to an even deeper level, you're taking step eight as each muscle. Every nerve turns loose, lets loose, and you go deeper. You're taking step seven. You can see your feet, hear your feet, feel your feet treading each step, making contact with each step. As you go deeper into an awareness of yourself, you're taking step six, and every sound and noise and movement around you is flowing right through you. As you go deeper into an awareness of yourself, you're taking step five, you're halfway down. You are taking step four. As each muscle, every nerve turns loose, lets loose, and you go deeper. You're taking step three. You're taking step two. As you gently, calmly, easily move on over to a powerful healing state of hypnosis, you're taking step one. Just go deeper Deeper, deeper, deeper. Every time I click my fingers and say the words, go deeper, drift deeper, sink deeper. You are going deeper into an awareness of yourself. And I want you to put all of your attention onto your fingertips. And I want you to simply imagine an intense tingling sensation in the tips of your fingers. And as you focus on that tingling, it is increasing all by itself. And you can just notice that happening. Focus on that tingling. Every fingertip is tingling. You can feel that tingling. It's intense. As you focus on the tingling, it's increasing As you put your attention on it, it intensifies, and you can just notice that happening. Move that tingling down to your fingertips. Move that tingling down to your palms. Move it across the back of your hands. Your hands are tingling. You can feel that intense tingling. now. Move it to the tips of your toes. Every toe is tingling. As you focus on that tingling, it increases powerfully. You can 10x that tingling and you can just notice that happening. Now move that tingling into the ball of your foot. Move it into the arch, move it into the heel. Move it back to your fingers. And now have that tingling in your fingers and toes simultaneously Your hands are tingling, your fingers are tingling, your palms are tingling. The balls of your feet, your toes are tingling. You're just learning how to move energy around your body. I want you to imagine moving that tingling to your groin. Male or female, moving it to your penis, moving it to your vagina, feeling this intense tingling, feeling an intense, warm sensation. You can move that tingling to your nipples. You can move it to your bar. You can move it to your clitoris. You can move it anywhere you like. You are learning that as you think a thought, you can move that to anywhere in your body. So just let yourself go deeper. And as you let yourself go deeper, drift deeper and sink deeper, you are aware of a powerful transformation taking place in you. You're aware that your body is energy, that you are given sexual energy. Nature wants you to have powerful orgasms. Nature is heavily invested in you having powerful orgasms because it makes you more fertile, more likely to reproduce. And because you know that nature designed your body to be super orgasmic, because nature gave you body parts, not just your female or male body parts, but your mind that is wired for orgasms. You have decided today to be super orgasmic. Decision is a Latin word. It means to cut off from. You've decided cut off from whatever happened before. From this day on, you are super orgasmic. Your body is super orgasmic. You have a body that is super responsive to touch. When the person you're with or you are with yourself and you decide to feel sexy and erotic and orgasmic, you respond to touch, your own touch, someone else's touch. You feel these little tiny electric shocks surging through your body, where energy goes, emotion goes, and you can put your energy on any part of your body and notice that you are super responsive. You're able to have deep rhythmic orgasms. You think these thoughts, you remind yourself that you are super orgasmic. Your body is super sensitive. You have deep rhythmic orgasms. You have deep, full body orgasms. You are responsive, you are orgasmic. You're able to have massive extended orgasms. When you're having sex, you begin to think about all the benefits nature decided to give you with every orgasm. You remember that as you orgasm, you are flooding your body with natural killer cells that fight illness. You are powerfully boosting your immune system. You're reversing, reducing aging. You're fighting depression. You're making oxytocin. You are fighting aging. You have decided that you are super orgasmic, powerfully orgasmic, incredibly orgasmic, orgasmic to touch. You can have massive extended orgasms. I want you to imagine... Just above your head is a vortex of spinning energy. A vortex is rather like a spinning top, rather like a tornado, like a child's spinning top. I want you to imagine right above your head is a vortex of powerful energy. It's about to go right through your body. It's going to keep your body completely within its sphere. As this this vortex of energy moves through you, it's going to realign everything and allow you to leave today knowing that you are and will stay super orgasmic. So I want you to see this vortex spinning from left to right. Pick a color. Purple is a great color. Purple is for some reason the color of sex. Nobody knows why, but that's, the, that's what it is. So maybe you can see it as purple or pink or gold or white or silver. It's vibrating. And I want you to feel the tip of this vortex just touching your head. As the tip of this vortex moves into your body, it's moving into your mind. It's rather like the rotating brushes of a car wash. Rotating brushes of a car wash, find old stuff, get rid of it, and leave the car shiny and sparkly. And just like the rotating brushes of a car wash, this vortex is moving into your mind. And it is finding any limiting beliefs, any toxic thoughts, anything to do with sex being not right or not good or not available to you. As this vortex moves into your mind, it is clearing out, blocking beliefs, limiting beliefs, things you may have picked up as a child about sex being dirty or not nice. And as it clears out that old stuff, as it rotates, as this vortex rotates and spins and moves and twists, it is wiping out of your mind, limiting thoughts, blocking beliefs, anything in your way. And as it wipes those out, as it shoves them out, pushes them out like a massive broom, as it pushes those negative beliefs out of your mind like a broom, it leaves behind an imprint. The imprint is you are super orgasmic. You are orgasmic to touch. You enjoy powerful, deep, rhythmic, beautiful, amazing orgasms. You are super orgasmic. When you're touched, your body has little electric shocks from toe to head, from head to toe. You have deep extended orgasms, massive extended orgasms, multiple orgasms. Your body is a powerful orgasmic machine. Your body does orgasms, multiple orgasms, extended orgasms, powerful orgasms. And you can feel that vortex spinning, Twisting, turning, penetrating your mind, imprinting into your mind, sticking into your mind, loading into your mind, wiring and firing, coding in the fact that you are as orgasmic as you want to be. And since you want to be, because of all the huge benefits you get, you want to have younger skin, a powerful immune system. You want to age incredibly well to have energy to fight depression. You want to have that experience with your partner where you have these full-body orgasms. The earth moves. It is an amazing experience. It changes your brain chemistry immediately. It makes you feel alive. It makes you feel incredible, powerful, and amazing. And your mind can see it. And your mind is saying, yes, 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 and what the mind says yes to, the body says yes to. You are saying yes, oh yes, definitely yes, hell yes to being super orgasmic. This vortex is imprinting, coding, wiring, firing in the belief, the fact, the truth about you, you are super orgasmic. And just, by the way, just hearing these words, Just thinking these thoughts, just seeing these images is causing your brilliant mind to picture and to manifest exactly what I am describing. The strongest force in you is that you must act in a way that is absolutely consistent with how you define yourself. You have no choice but to act in a way that matches how you define you. You define you as super orgasmic powerfully orgasmic. You have deep, rhythmic, full-body orgasms, massive, extended, powerful, life-affirming full-body orgasms. And as you're wiring this into your mind, as this vortex is moving through, I want you to see with your own eyes how easy this is. You can see yourself responding perfectly perfectly. You can actually hear how your breathing changes, your voice changes. You can hear your partner going, wow, you're amazing. And you really are, you can see it, you can hear it. You can even hear your own voice going, yeah, I have great orgasms. My body is so orgasmic. They are so life-affirming. I look years younger. I've never had better energy I'm so happy because these orgasms are fighting depression, fighting aging, fighting illness. I'm flooded with oxytocin. So see how your mind has imprinted this belief. See it, feel it. Use all of your senses. You can see that you are so orgasmic and proud of it. You can hear yourself telling people what an incredible difference it's made to your life. You can hear people saying, wow, gosh, I want what you're having. You can see it, you can hear it, you can feel it. And now that vortex is traveling down to your body, going to all of your erotic zones, moving to your eryogenic zones and you're beginning to see that everything about you is sexual, your arms, your hands, your wrists, of course your breasts, your nipples, every part of your body comes alive. You understand so clearly that your mind is the most sexual organ. When you have decided to manifest a state, to affirm, to embody that you are super orgasmic, I want you to take the two fingers of your hand and I want you to press that little area right in between your eyebrows. Right now, just take your index and middle finger, press a little spot right in between your eyebrows. And I want you to make a tiny little impression, a tiny little circle. As you impress upon yourself that you are super orgasmic, multi-orgasmic, you have full body, massive extended orgasms, make that impression, impress upon yourself that you're super orgasmic, instruct your mind and body to become and to stay super orgasmic, install into yourself, what you require, what you require of yourself, what you insist on for yourself, what you give to yourself as ability to do what nature gifted you, the power to have the most incredible, deep, rhythmic, life affirming orgasms. One more time, instruct, install, impress upon yourself what you require for yourself, what you give to yourself, what you insist on for yourself with these powerful, life-affirming, deep, rhythmic, erotic, full-body orgasms. You require them, you affirm them, you embody them. Open out your hands into that receiving position. And I want you to call in to code into why in the truth about you You are super orgasmic, deeply orgasmic. You understand what eroticism requires. Drama, mystery, suspense, newness, edginess. And in your mind, every time you are enjoying sex, you put that into your mind, the drama, the newness, the edginess, the eroticism, the naughtiness, the darkness, the mystery. You can turn your mind on in moments and your body always follows your mind. Your mind understands exactly what erotic sex requires. And every time you're having sex, making love with a partner, with yourself, your mind instantly, immediately reactivates, regenerates, remanifests that eroticism and your body must follow. So I want you to take just one minute, and I want you to actually just move your body from side to side, from your waist to your shoulders. I want you to sway from the left to the right. Just move two inches to the left, two inches to the right. And as you sway from left to right, you are erasing, eradicating, eliminating, ending anything that could have, would have got in the way. Any old limiting beliefs are being erased. Any blocking thoughts, limiting beliefs, old stuff, it is shrinking, it is fading, it is disappearing. And now we're going to pull this all together. Take those two fingers again. Press the area right in between your eyebrows. Instruct, install, impress upon yourself exactly how you've decided to be when you have the most incredible, amazing, erotic sex. Instruct it, install it, impress it upon yourself. Instruct, install, impress what you require of yourself, what you insist on for yourself, what you are calling in, coding in. So now just open out your hands and code in, call in, wire in, fire in the fact that your body is a multi-orgasmic machine. Your body loves sex, responds to sex. Of course, the sex you're choosing to have, but your body loves sex. You are a sexual being, and your body responds perfectly. You have those little electric shocks that flow through. You have powerful Deep, rhythmic orgasms. You have full body orgasms, massive extended orgasms. Your body is super responsive. And I want you to imagine you have that milking response for a woman where you can actually tighten your vagina right up to the cervix. Start at the bottom, move to the top, move to the top, and move down to the bottom. I want you to do that right now, to do that deep Pelvic milking starting right at the bottom and squeezing your muscles all the way up to the top. And then from the top, right down to the bottom and move that tingling sensation there again. Remember at the beginning you felt that tingling. I want you to move that tingling into your groin. I want you to really feel that powerful milking action. It's an incredible gift when you can do that. And I want you to understand too, the great orgasms are about building tension, building massive tension, building up tension and having the most powerful release. Your mind says, yes, I know exactly how to, I want to do that, I'm ready, I'm built for that. You have a body built for love and a mind built for eroticism. You have a body built for deep rhythmic orgasms. You have a mind built Built for the erotic nature of making your orgasms phenomenal, powerful, life-affirming. So as you go deeper, as you go deeper, I want you to feel that vortex still spinning, still twisting. The top part is in your mind, working on your thoughts, working on your beliefs. You believe that you are erotic, erotic and super orgasmic, and that you have full body, massive extended orgasms, and they are so life affirming, so youth giving, so immune system boosting. And as your mind is feeling it, your eyes are seeing it, your ears are hearing it, your voice is stating it. Every day, you're able to affirm, to state, to embody the fact that you have the most powerful, incredible, anti-aging, life-affirming, youth-giving orgasms. And you're able to do it because your body is wired for it, designed for it. It is such a gift. It is giving you so much. You make the time for this. You recognize how important it is. You recognize the gift your body has to respond to erotic thoughts, to touch. It's a gift that keeps on giving. You take that gift, you use that gift, you benefit from that gift. So if just for the last minute, you can feel this vortex spinning through your mind, spinning through your body, lighting you up. You are feeling amazing. You're feeling on fire. You understand what exactly what turned on means. Your mind says yes and your body must follow it, has no choice. And you know, you get to change twice every day. The first way you change is in what you think, and the second is in what you do. And every day, you change your mindset about what your body is, how your body responds, how erotically sexual you feel. And because you change the thought, your body must change the action, and it does. You are super orgasmic, beautifully orgasmic, powerfully orgasmic, and proud of it. In fact, you can't wait to tell other people how easy it is to get your mind to say yes so your body will follow. So one more time, code in, wire in. Use your two fingers and impress upon yourself how powerfully orgasmic you are You require it, you insist on it, you state it, you impress, install, instruct your body to be super orgasmic. It's what you require for yourself, what you insist and what you give to yourself. Open up your hands, call it in, code it in, wire it in, fire it in, and simultaneously just let yourself move an inch to the left, an inch to the right as you erase eradicate, eliminate any old stuff, any old issues, any old memories, anything that could or would or had. have got in the way of you being super orgasmic, is erased, eradicated, eliminated. It is released. It is out of your life. It is so far behind you. There's you and your incredible body. Your incredible responsiveness, your ability to move electricity and energy around your body. You are super orgasmic. You love it. You benefit from it. You benefit from it so much. You're doing something amazing for your body, believing in your power to be orgasmic. And your body is doing something amazing for you. And it is never. Too late to be orgasmic. It's never too late to have the most powerful, sensual, erotic orgasms. They are your right. Nature designed you to have them. Nature wants you to have them. You want to have them, and you're having them. So knowing it, feeling it, believing and knowing that you have the ability to remind yourself of these suggestions, my voice will go with you. My voice will go with you. It will stay with you. So, feeling amazing, feeling incredible, knowing that hearing these words, thinking these thoughts, and seeing these images is powerfully teaching your body how to respond now and always. So, when you're ready, just open up your eyes, just come back into the room, and just take a deep breath. Not, 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 not.